Hello there, my name is Maya and welcome to my podcast. I know, I can't believe that I'm actually starting this. Um, This is something that I've been saying I was going to do for quite a while now and I've just always had some sort of excuse not to start and now it's quarantine. I'm locked in my house, I have nothing to do so the excuses have pretty much cleared up. Um... So, I decided, why not give it a chance? So, um, I'm 17 years old. I'm in 12th grade. Hopefully, I will be graduating this year. Um, But there is a lot up in the air right now. Um, And I just wanted to kind of use this as a platform to tell my story, talk about my life, talk about some things I've learned, some things I still struggle with, um, and just talk. I love to talk, um, ask any of my friends, but hopefully someone's listening to this who isn't my mom or one of my best friends, um, and yeah, I know there's not really any reason for anyone to take my advice, like, it's like talking to a stranger on the street, but sometimes strangers give the best advice, so today I wanted to kick off with talking about happiness, Happiness is something I don't, I'm not going to say I've struggled with because I guess everyone struggled with happiness, but it's something I've put a lot of pressure on finding in the past. Um, I was always evaluating what was going on in my life, saying, am I happy? Am I happy enough? What can I do to be happier? And I think that's where you fall into your first mistake. And that mistake is, as I said, putting too much pressure on everything. When I was at a pretty low point, um, often something I would do is constantly almost punish myself for the way that I felt. So if I was feeling sad, I would say to myself, why are you feeling sad? This is so unhealthy. You are probably depressed. You should not be feeling like this. You're never going to be happy. You are not going to be able to have a good life, I guess, even. I would go that far. If I was feeling anxious, I would say, this is so bad. This is going to make your anxiety worse. This is all your fault. How do you ever expect to be happy if you feel like this? Um, And that is so destructive. I even now have a friend that always, um, whenever she's upset, she texts me and she says, this is so stupid. I shouldn't be sad. This, this is so bad. Why am I always sad? Why do I always feel like this? Why can't I just be happy? Um, and that, I mean, that's natural. People want to feel good. People don't like the feeling of being unhappy. And that's completely natural. That's human. But what you have to realize is that nobody feels good all the time. And that really took me a while to realize and understand in its entirety that we all want to have a full range of emotions. We want to be able to feel happy. We want to be able to feel excited. We want to be able to feel loved and to love others, but what comes with that is feeling sad, feeling pain, feeling anxiety and fear and embarrassment, and they're just feelings, and 
it's hard because they're not always comfortable. And sometimes you don't want to feel sad. You just, you don't want to. You're lying in your bed and you just want to be happy. Everything is going well and you just feel this pain. And it doesn't, it doesn't even feel like an emotion. It feels like a sickness and it's just, it's occupying you and you just don't feel good. And you want to. There's no reason for you not to feel good. And it's so frustrating. So a lot of the time, your automatic response is to say to yourself, it's so stupid that I'm feeling like this. Why am I feeling like this? I shouldn't be. Nobody else feels like this. Um, I should just be happy. And that insane amount of pressure that you're putting on yourself and that responsibility you feel that you have to yourself to always be happy and that's not even possible to always be happy nobody's always happy but I feel like a lot of people and I don't I don't even know if this is true I just know I did this and I have some friends that have done this but there's this expectation to always be happy and When you fall short of that, you get angry at yourself. And how shitty is it to be angry at yourself on top of already feeling sad or anxious? How unfair is that to make yourself feel like you're doing something wrong for feeling? So what I started to do was treat this as a habit. Every time I was feeling anxious or sad, and I felt myself saying to myself, why are you feeling like this? This is so scary. You're sad way too often. You are so messed up. I would just stop, and I would say to myself, no, you're not just a person. People have feelings, and it's okay that you're feeling this way. And I did that over and over again until I found myself starting to think differently. And then I would feel sad because I'm always, you're always going to feel sad. You will always have bad days. The happiest person in the world cries every once in a while. But that secondary sadness about being sad or that anxiety about being anxious is just not fair to yourself because you can't blame yourself for your emotions. So I just think you have to treat it like any other habit. And you actually have to train yourself to think differently. Um, What I truly believe is that being happy and a happy person is someone who is able to allow themselves to feel sad. And that sounds counterintuitive, um, but I truly believe that if you are not able to feel sadness in its entirety and let yourself cry, let yourself be upset when you need to be upset without blaming yourself. You will never be content in your emotions and you will never have the resilience to exist as a person who goes through shitty things because things aren't in our control and bad things come our way and people say things that make us upset and it's inevitable we're going to be upset, but it's learning to accept that being sad every once in a while does not 
make you a sad person. I'm not talking about, obviously, it's a different case if you have um, a mental illness, but I'm talking about people who just are sad every once in a while. Um, So that's what I have to say about putting pressure on yourself to be happy because that is something I did for a long time and it's something I witness people doing all the time and it's just so destructive and it's not going to get you anywhere. Um, Oh, also on that topic, I'm just going to throw in um, the constant evaluation that comes with this. I don't know if anyone else can relate to that, but um, when I was doing this with myself, I would always be thinking when I was out with friends, when I was out with my parents, when I was out with my family, how am I feeling right now? Am I sad right now? Am I happy right now? Am I anxious right now? What what am I feeling? Should I be feeling this way? I would be out with friends and I would actually make myself unhappy or make myself anxious by evaluating if I was happy enough. I'd look at the other people around me and I'd say, oh, these people look so happy. They probably have no worries in their mind. They probably never get sad. But look at me. Am I sad right now? Am I anxious right now? What am I what am I feeling? Oh, I'm not happy enough. And I would get myself so worked up with the pressure I put on myself to be happy that I I could never be happy. So again, that same strategy of breaking the habit and actually training yourself to stop doing that worked well for me. Um, so I would definitely recommend trying that out. Okay, so the next thing I want to talk about is being kind to yourself. Um, this is something I still struggle with a lot, but it is definitely something that as I've improved upon, I have become a lot happier. Um, my mom actually taught me this trick and it is something that I always think about. Um, it also actually works well with what I was talking about before, but this really works well anytime you feel that you are really hating on yourself, putting a lot of pressure on yourself, and just making yourself feel like shit. Um, so, something that I think you should all try out is the next time you feel you are bringing yourself down, I want you to pretend that you're talking to your friend. So, let's use the example of someone getting a bad mark on a test. So pretend that you just got back your math test, you studied so hard, and you look down and you got a, I don't know, 60%. And you were like, oh my god, I worked so hard on this, I thought I was going to get a 90. Your automatic reaction is going to be to say to yourself, you fucking idiot, you're so dumb, you can't get anything right, you are a failure, you don't know what you're doing, there's no point on trying anymore. I don't know. These are some things I've said to myself because I've had a lot of bad math tests in my day. Um, But pretty much you're just going to be hitting on yourself, saying every mean thing you possibly can. Now pretend that that same thing happens to your best friend. And your best friend comes up to you crying and she says, 
I just studied so hard for this math test. I thought I was going to get a 90, and I got a 60%. You will treat her with such love and kindness. You will not make her feel like an idiot. You will tell her that it's not her fault, that she'll do better next time. She'll have another chance, um, that everyone has bad tests, and you'll be there to support her and nurture her. So just think to yourself for a second, why does your friend deserve so much more kindness than you're giving yourself? And I don't know about you guys, but when I heard that, that really stopped me in my tracks. Um... Because the way we talk to ourselves and the way we think is not something we really think about that much in the same way um, as the way we talk to others around us. And it's actually really scary to think that sometimes the most toxic person in our lives is ourself. Um, and we are meaner to ourselves than anyone else is to us. But a lot of the time, that is the case. So the next time you feel yourself beating yourself up, pretend that you are talking to someone you truly love and care about and would never want to hurt. And talk to yourself like that instead of bullying yourself and bringing yourself down. Okay, so that was just um, something small I wanted to throw in that has really helped me. But I think another really destructive, um, I guess, characteristic of our society these days is comparison. Now, this is definitely something that affects me every single day. I um, cannot tell you how many times I've said in my head, I wish I was blah, blah, blah. So this is just a little trick that I do every time I find myself saying, I wish I were so-and-so. Um, so what I do is I take out a pad of paper and a pencil. I know it sounds kind of stupid, but you can also do it on your phone on notes if you'd prefer, but I like to write it down. Um, and what I do is I write down things that I would not have if I was someone else. Maybe it is things I like about myself. Maybe it is things I like about my friends, about my family, about my house, about my dog, about the city I live in. It could be anything. It could be the smallest thing. But I want you to create a list with all of those little things that are special about you and your life. And then I want you to look back on it and I want you to read it and that is going to show you all of the things that you wouldn't have if you were someone else. Because sometimes I start to say, I wish I was this person, and I truly believe it. I truly am thinking when I say it. I, I want to switch lives with that person right now. I They have no problems. They are perfect looking. Their life looks like so much fun. Um, I want to be them. And it takes me a minute to... Take a deep breath and remember, I love my life. I have amazing friends. Um, I love my family. I love my room. I love parts about myself that 
I know I would miss if I was someone else. Um, so it's really important to not let yourself get caught up in those thoughts and actually reverse them by reminding yourself why it is so important to be yourself. The next thing that I think is really important is pretty obvious. Um, I don't think that you can ever be entirely happy if you surround yourself with negative and toxic people and I'm gonna do a whole separate episode about um like toxic friends and just toxic people in general but for now all I'm gonna say is that you have to realize your worth and realize how much you rock and you truly you have to understand yourself because if you don't understand yourself you can't expect other people to understand you so you have to know who you are and what you want And then you have to know your worth. And I'm not telling you to be the most stuck-up, cocky person ever, but you have to understand that you are precious and you are valuable and you can't let anyone else come into your life who is not going to realize that and who is going to take away from that because people drain you. Shitty people take away from the greatness that you have and that's just how it works you can't avoid that so that's all I'm gonna say for now is just don't let people drain your greatness because they will and that really sucks and also I just think a lot of the time um people are scared of giving away what they have at least in high school I see this all the time um People are worried that if they toss away the friends that make them feel like shit every day, they won't have anyone else to go to. Or the other options will have consequences. Oh, right now, the girls that treat them like shit are the popular girls. And if they leave those girls, they won't be invited to any more parties or something as simple as that. Um... And it's true, that's scary, that will always be scary, but I think it's important to remember that there are always more people than you think. Um, Maybe it's not someone from your school, maybe it's not someone you considered would be your friend before, but there is always, always another option, Um, so don't shrink your mindset into believing that when you lose one friend group there's not another option because there is okay moving on um the last thing I wanted to touch on which I don't know might be particular to me um I don't know if other people feel like this but I'm gonna talk about boredom because that is one of the main things that for years since before I can remember um has put a damper in my happiness. I am someone that needs constant stimulation. If I'm not doing something, I am so bored. I'm also a huge extrovert. I hate being by myself. Um, And it's always been that way. I have always loved other people's energy. And I have gotten lonely when I am by myself. 
And yeah, like I can remember when I was little going home from a play date and I would just sit on my couch and I would cry and cry and cry and I couldn't figure out why I felt that way. Um, I just know that I had this feeling in my stomach like I could just not be alone. And I remember I would go and I would latch onto my mom. I would not leave her alone um, because I was just so scared of being by myself and of being bored. So I'm going to talk about how to tackle that boredom and learn to enjoy your own company and to be happy by surrounding yourself with yourself. Um, The first step of this, which I guess is kind of unrelated um, now that I'm saying it, but this is also really helpful, is to live in the moment because something that bored people do a lot is look forward to events or think back on past events. When they were with people, they were stimulated, they were having fun. I used to and continue to do this all the time. I actually used to make calendars of fun things coming up, which I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It just kind of takes away from the moments you could be living in. So I would say um, it's not ideal to constantly be looking forward to things, Um, which I know is hard, especially for bored people. Um, But something that I like to do is take a piece of paper. I know more paper sounds so dumb, but... Um, On one piece of paper, I like to write down productive things I can do. So I will write down, I really like to do um, creative things, but it could be something like playing guitar. Um, I like to edit videos or take photos. I like to write. Um, It could also be something for school, writing down an assignment you want to get done that you know you'll feel really good if you get it done. Or, I mean, if you're super bored, I assume you don't have that much schoolwork. So something productive, clean your room, anything like that. And then take out another piece of paper and write down things you can do as a reward. So it could be a special TV show that you only get to watch when you... Are feeling this way. Um, something for me that I used to love to do was have a specific playlist I would listen to, and then I would go on walks in this specific area near my house, and they had these big hills, and I would listen to this playlist, and I would run down the hills, and it just made me feel so free and happy. Um, you could have a food that you eat, maybe say go grab a square of chocolate, Um, anything like that, read a book, anything, and I would look at my productivity list, and I would try and do one thing from there, and then look at my reward list, and try to reward myself with something that is really enjoyable, and what this actually does is train your brain into taking those activities which before would just be normal activities having a piece of chocolate going for a walk around the block um something like that and it associates them as rewards and something special and then you can really learn to 
value those times. Um, I think music is something that is so important um, for just overall happiness. I was actually on a walk today, and I came up with this idea, um, and I actually started writing this on my notes on my phone, that sometimes a song just comes on, and it just makes you smile. You know those songs? They just, like, you you feel yourself as, as you're walking. Um, like, you get a little spring in your step. You're smiling. You're happy. And it's just a natural response. So I decided I was going to start a list on my phone of all those songs that just just make me feel good, make me happy, and write them down on my phone. And whenever I was feeling not so good, I could listen to those songs because music really, at least to me, is very therapeutic and even more than a TV show or a book just takes me out of my life and takes me out of um, everything I'm feeling. I just fully immerse myself in the music and that is such a good feeling and I absolutely love that. So I think... That can be a really helpful tool for anyone who's struggling, which sounds kind of obvious, but yeah. Um, Also something that is helpful, I've been doing this a lot during quarantine, so a little quarantine tip, but what I like to do is put on an hour-long podcast, for example, or a 30-minute podcast, put on my headphones, and just walk for the entire podcast. Um, And that gets you outside for a good hour. And that is really helpful for me. Um, I know I think I said that the last thing I talked about was going to be boredom. But I just realized there was something really important I wanted to talk about that I didn't yet. So I wanted to talk about the cycle of bed. Um, (laughs) This is something I have definitely struggled with and It's even starting to creep back into my life in quarantine. So um, I am positive a lot of you can relate to this. Um, You're lying in bed and you start to feel, sorry, you start to feel a little bit sad. Um, So you're like, I'm just going to lie in bed. not going to get up. An hour or two pass and then someone gives you a reason to get out of bed your mom or dad says you've been in bed all day go for a walk your friend texts you and says I'm in your neighborhood want to get ice cream whatever and you think for a second and you say no to them or if it's me and it's my parents I say get out of my room I don't want to talk to you and then Whether it was me screaming at my parents or me saying no to a plan with friends, either way, I'm going to feel even more like shit. I'm going to feel like I am not living my life. But that sadness is just going to make me stay in bed. And then... A fucking day will pass, and I will not have left my bed. So, what am I really trying to say here? 
I'm saying that as much as your bed is your safe place and your comfort and your haven in some ways, um, it can also be really toxic and dangerous if you become completely dependent on your bed. So I guess it's as simple as saying get out of your bed and yeah, it's just really not good for your mental health to spend too much time in bed and I learned that the hard way. Anyway, um, I think that is all I want to talk about today. Um, I just want to share some of my thoughts, share some tips. Um, I haven't really told you guys about my life. I'm just realizing now. Um, I will do another video explaining sort of what's up with me, my story, all of that, if anyone's interested. Um, but hopefully someone was able to learn something from this and somebody enjoyed, and hopefully I will be doing this every week. Um, I'm really excited to get into it. I love podcasts. They are like therapy to me, and I'm that person that's always walking, listening to a podcast, and thinking to myself, hmm, I don't know if I agree with that. I have something different to say. I don't know if I think that would work for everyone. That wouldn't work for me, and there's probably people like me um, that are listening and also thinking, I don't think that would work. So I just wanted to share my opinions, um, and have a platform to do that. And hopefully some like-minded people will also be able to learn and enjoy. So thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it a lot and I'll see you next week. Peace out.